Hello? Are we on the air? Welcome to the Beyond the Mind podcast, where we ask not what's in your head, but what your head is in. Prepare to be inspired. Inspired to change your environment, change your mindset, and ultimately change your life. Willpower doesn't work, people. If you truly want to move away from stress and anxiety, you have to start with your environment. With your environment. So let's go. Let's apply some positive change into your world. Happiness is loading. Is loading. Welcome to the Beyond the Mind podcast. Hello, team Beyond the Mind. Ian Highfield here hoping to spread some positive change and help you take steps towards your goals and your dreams. How are we going to do that today? Well, basically, I'm going to teach you how you can get better faster. So for those of you that don't know, one of the areas that I specialize in is how humans learn and how can humans perform to a higher level? So I've spent a lot of time studying how to retain skills. So this would be not only building a skill, but how can we learn it in a way where we keep it over time? And then how do we transfer skills? So for example, if we are learning to play a musical instrument in our living room, how can we do that in a way where that level of performance would appear if we had to do a solo in a a full packed concert hall. So over the last decade, that is really what my coaching has evolved into. And that's what many, many businesses um, and some of the top athletes in the world pay me to do. They pay me to help them get better faster through number one, training or practicing in a way that helps them retain skills over time. And number two, training in a way that helps them transfer these skills to where it matters the most, the performance environment. So we're going to start this by dispelling a myth. So brace yourself. If you are someone that is trying to get better at playing a musical instrument, If you are someone that is studying for exams, if you are trying to get better at golf, if you maybe are trying to get better at a certain skill like a kick in um, a football game or a, a shot or a dead ball in a soccer game, repetition is not the answer. There, I said it. Can you believe that? Absolutely contrary to a lot of the advice that you hear. Repetition is not going to help you learn that skill. A skill can only be classed as learned when it's retained over time and can be transferred into multiple environments. So practicing in a very repetitive, safe way For example, hitting the same golf shot over and over, playing the same song on your violin or your cello over and over, hitting the same um, pass at soccer, throwing the same pass at football 
over and over and over isn't going to lead to learning. It's going to lead to short-term success in that environment, but over time, that skill will disappear and it definitely will not transfer into the performance arena. So for those of you that are studying for exams, um, or even those of you that have studied for exams in the past, think about it. When you were 16, 17, 18, how did you study? You read the same thing over and over and over again, and you wrote it down over and over and over again. And what happened? You remembered it temporarily. Maybe you remembered it for long enough to just about get through your exam. Maybe you remembered it to the extent that you could just about cope with the nerves and stress of having to go and sit in the exam hall. But do you remember it now? Probably not. Those Shakespeare quotes that we learned back in the day, they are long gone. Because we didn't actually learn them, we just trained ourselves to remember them over a short period of time. If you want to master skills, if you want to learn something new, retain it and transfer it so that you can play to a higher level or you can get better grades or you can achieve scores to a higher level, you cannot just engage in repetition. Muscle memory is a myth. There we go, another knowledge bomb, contrary to what people believe. Muscle memory is a myth. Your muscles do not have memory. And rep after rep after rep will not help you achieve what you want to achieve. It will not lead to mastery. It will not lead to long-term lasting learning. So, now that we've blown those myths apart, let's look in more detail at what we need uh, to actually learn. And there's three critical factors. So I'm going to give you three critical factors. So get your pens out, get some paper, and write these down. These three critical factors will help you learn and retain your learnings over time and ultimately make you more likely to be able to transfer these learnings into a performance arena. So I'm going to give you these three critical factors that we need to induce deeper learning, and then I'm going to help you apply them into specific situations. If you're revising, if you're a golfer, if you're a musician, if you're a soccer player, etc., etc. So the first thing that we need, we need the spacing effect. So the spacing is the time between each rep. So often when we are trying to learn something, if it's a golf shot or a tennis serve or a song, we will play it and we will play it again and again and again and again. And there's very little space between each attempt or each pass or each... Um, repetition of the song or uh, each thing that we're reading in the book. There's very, very little space. And what happens is when there's very little space between each repetition, the brain kind of disengages. It gets bored. 
So imagine doing a maths puzzle like this. What's five add five? 10. 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 That was very boring, very simple. It didn't challenge your brain. So after a certain amount of reps, your brain just starts to switch off. You're not learning. Now, if you put space between each repetition, if I was to ask you, hey, what's five add five? 10. And then if I was to continue with the podcast and tell you, you know what you also need? You need to add variability. That's the second critical success factor. So the first critical success factor is space between each repetition. And then you need variability. So you need to change task. So when you change task, what happens is returning back to the previous task, you have to engage your working memory. So now I've given you some information. I've given you the critical success factor. If I now ask you, hey, what's five add five? You do have to think for that second. It's a lot harder. You have to engage your brain, work harder to recall that information than if I was just doing it in a repetitive fashion over and over and over again. So what is five add five? Well, it's 10. And that is how we need to structure our practice. That is how we need to structure our learning. What that does by adding number one, space between each repetition, and number two, variability in task, if our revision, if our cello practice, if our violin practice, if our golf practice, if our tennis practice has spacing and variability injected into it, not repetition after repetition after repetition. Instead of that, if it has spacing and variability, we actually engage our brain more. We will retain the learnings over time and we're more likely to transfer them into the performance arena. And ultimately what it does, adding spacing, the time between each rep and adding variability, it pushes up the challenge point. And the challenge point is the third factor. Our revision, our practice has to be challenging. If we make it too easy, too safe, too boring, too repetitive, it will not transfer. So, no such thing as muscle memory. We are not trying to do rep after rep after rep. What we are trying to do is inject spacing, the time between each rep, variability, changing of tasks, and challenge into the way that we are trying to learn the skill. If we are trying to learn a skill, we have to inject spacing, variability, and challenge into our regime, into our process. So how do we do this? Well, let's take music first off. Let's say you're a violinist. So you're playing the violin and there's a part of a song that you keep failing at. Traditional practice would suggest 
keep practicing, keep practicing that song, keep going, keep doing it, keep practicing that bit over and over and over again until you master it. The 10,000 hour rule, which actually isn't ever the 10,000 hour rule. That was a misquote from Malcolm Gladwell, but that's a whole other podcast. The 10,000 hour rule is kind of a myth and repetition is a myth and muscle memory is a myth. So we can't do it over and over and over again. What we actually have to do is we might give ourselves five attempts to play that song correctly. And if we fail, we're not going to stop and start again. We're going to try and get to the end of the song. And then we will grade that song how well do we think we did. Because we want to learn to deal with our errors. So we play that song one time. We grade it. We might give it a 6 out of 10. We play that song again. We grade it. We might give it a 6 out of 10. We play that song again. We might give it 7 out of 10. Then we might give it 4 out of 10. And then we play it for the fifth and final time. And we might give it a 7 out of 10. Then what we do, we can go and we can take a break. We could do a different task. Or we could play a different song. So by taking a break, I mean you stop. You set a timer for 10 minutes and you can go on Instagram for 10 minutes. Or we play a different song. So we get a song that you like, that you're good at. You play that song. You might play that song three, four, five times. Or you can change tasks. So you could picture yourself uh, playing the song correctly. You could meditate. You could do some breathing exercises. You could play the song in slow motion. Certain parts that you keep messing up, you could play them in real, real slow motion. But whatever you do, you're going to vary the task. And you'll do that for a set period of time or a number of times. And then you'll return back to playing this song. Now, you've got five more attempts to play this song. The goal is to score a higher total score than you scored last time. And you're going to start playing. And guess what? Because you played it five times and then you took a break, your brain has to now think. It has to recall what you did on the previous repetitions because you've put space and variability between the set that you're doing now and the set you started on. All those other tasks and challenges and things that you've done in between have added space and variability. That's pushed the challenge up. That's made it harder for you to remember. But it means that your brain is working. Your working memory is trying to recall past successes and past failures. So you got 7 out of 10 on that final go. That fifth repetition of the first set. You got, five, you got 7 out of 10. So now you're thinking back. You're working hard to recall everything that you did to get that good score. And you're trying to recreate it. What's happened is you did pretty well. You scored your highest score. You scored a 7 out of 10. And then you walked away. 
So you lost the feeling of what it was to score 7 out of 10, to play that song pretty well. You lost the feeling. You lost the flow. You lost the image. You lost the sensations. And now, X amount of time on with those other tasks in between, you're trying to recall that. And that's what learning is. Learning isn't about getting a sensation, a feeling, and keeping it. It's not about finding success and keeping it. It's about finding a sensation, success, a feeling, a flow, losing it and recalling it. And that's what you're doing if you structure your music practice this way. So you'll go again, you'll play the song five times. Will you score more than you scored on the last time? And then again, you take a break. So you've got 10 minutes off where you go on Instagram, you chill out, you read. Maybe you play a different song that you love, that you've already mastered. Or maybe you do some of the other stuff, the breathing exercises, playing the song in imagination, just simply changing task. And then again, you return back and you're trying to, again, beat that previous score. And all of this time, your brain is staying engaged in the task, engaged in the song, creating lasting learning through long-term working memory. And that is how spacing, variability, and challenge works. So there's a music example. What about if you're studying for an exam? Well, it's very, very similar. Have your notebook open, and you're gonna take notes for, let's say, 10 minutes. You do notes for 10 minutes. And then you're gonna close the book, put aside the notes, And you've got five minutes to recall everything or as much information as you just wrote down. And then after you've had a go, you're going to grade how well did you do. So you get your notes out, you look at what you wrote, see what you remembered, see what you forget. Give yourself a grade. Eight out of ten. Well done. Congratulations. And now you're going to go and you're going to study another subject. So if that first one was English notes, now you can go and study maths for 10 to 15 minutes in the same fashion. Or you can take a break. You can go on Instagram. You can chill out. Or you can take a nap. Set your phone for 10 minutes, take a nap. Or you can do some meditation. You can do some breathing exercises. Very, very similar to what we've just said. Go on your PlayStation. It really doesn't matter. What we want to do is we want to put space in between. So let's say we take 10 minutes off. Now what you do, you return back to those English notes. You read those English notes, not for 10 minutes this time. You give yourself seven minutes. And instead of then giving yourself five minutes to write as much information down, you might give yourself three. Can you get the same score when you've reduced the time? You go through, you review, you try and get to that eight out of 10 level under more intense conditions, and then guess what you do? You take your break, and then this time you come back, you get to look at your notes, and then you get five minutes this time to recall as much as you possibly can, but this time you do it with music on and the TV on distracting you, and you've got to try and sift through that chaos and recall the information with all of this noise going on around you. This is spacing, variability, and challenge being injected into revision. This is how, in the short term, it's going to be very hard. 
But once you push through, once you push through and you master how to do this, you will retain the information over time and you are more likely to transfer it into the classroom. So let's look at, say, let's do golf as the final example and then we'll wrap up. So a golfer will walk onto the golf range with their favorite club. They might hit seven iron, then hit another seven iron, then hit another seven iron, and they might do this for 50 balls and never change hardly any space between each shot and very, very little variability. Well, quite simply, what should a golfer do? Well, they should do the same as the violinist and the same as the person who's revising for an exam. They should find a way to inject spacing, variability, and challenge. So if you've got 50 golf balls, you do five shots with your seven iron, and each shot has to last one minute. And then you change club. You change from seven iron to maybe a putter, and you go and you hit five putts. Maybe it's not a putter. Maybe it's chips. Maybe you hit five chips. And then you return back. You get your seven iron, and you hit five seven irons. And then maybe you change and it's five drivers. And again, just like the others, you can grade the process. So you can, every time you hit the middle of the face with the seven iron, you get a point. Or every time you hit it inside 30 feet of your target, you get a point. But what ultimately happens is you hit that fifth seven iron. You're just finding a flow. You're just finding a feeling. You're just working it out. And then that success, that feeling, that flow, that energy, it's taken off you when you change task. It's stolen. And then you do the other task. And then when you return back to your seven iron, your working memory is challenged. You have to recall previous successes. You have to relive. Your brain is asking yourself the question, oh man, what was that feeling? How did I get that feeling? How did I get that success? Oh yeah, this is it. You are not getting a feeling and holding on to it and just repeating it over and over again in a repetitive, safe environment. You are doing just enough to discover that feeling, lose it, and then you have to learn to get it back. And that is what golf is. That is what playing the violin is. That is what being ready for exams are. It's creating organized chaos through spacing, variability, and challenge that your brain can cut through. So you will retain the information that you are trying to remember and you will transfer it to where it matters most, that performance arena, be it a concert hall, be it an exam hall, or be it a golf course. So there we have it. Muscle memory is a myth. Repetition does not help us learn. It's just temporary comfort. If we truly want to learn something, transfer it into the performance arena, retain it over time, we have to inject spacing, variability, and challenge. This is my speciality. This is my passion. I've written books on this. I stand on stage and I speak about this. Super passionate about it. And I am here to help you. So if any of this podcast was of interest, if you want help, to learn a skill faster, if there's something you're trying to learn and you want to learn it faster and be able to transfer it into different and multiple high-pressure environments, 
Book your free power call with me. Go to ianhighfield.com. That's ianhighfield.com, I-A-I-N-H-I-G-H-F-I-E-L-D. ianhighfield.com forward slash calendar and book your free 30-minute power call. Let's talk. Let's talk about spacing, variability, and challenge, and let me help you learn skills faster, retain them over time, and transfer them into multiple pressure and stressful environments. So ianhighfield.com forward slash calendar. If you are not ready to speak to me yet, that is perfectly cool. You can go to my Instagram. That's ianhyphy underscore beyond the mind. That's Ian Hyphy underscore beyond the mind. And for the golfers that listen to this podcast, you know I have a specialist Instagram just for golf called Game L Training. That's Game L Training. So again, Instagram, check it out. Ian Hyphy underscore beyond the mind. Game L Training for you golfers out there. And anyone wanting to master a skill. Anyone wanting to learn faster and be able to play those musical instruments, take that exam knowledge into the exam hall, or take their skills to the tennis court, the soccer pitch, the golf course, whatever it may be, go to ianhighfield.com forward slash calendar and book your free 30-minute power call. This has been awesome. This is my passion. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this with you. These are practical pieces of advice that will change your environment, change your mindset, and ultimately help you take strides towards your goals and dreams and change your life. It's been a pleasure trying to spread some positive change. Have an amazing day. I will catch up again with you soon. You've just taken a step forward to making a positive change in your life. That's right. You're one step closer to leaving frustration, stress, and anxiety behind. This was the Beyond the Mind podcast. Let's apply some positive change into your world. Into your world.